Hi, I'm Brandy. And I'm Angelina. And welcome to Talk 40 to Me. We're having all the candid conversations you'd have with your bestie. Join us as we unpack life in our 40s and all the questions that led up to this next chapter. Hi, everybody. This is Brandy. And this is Angelina. (laughs) There was a pause there. There was. (laughs) It's like, what's she saying? (laughs) Kind of, it's still early. Um, (laughs) We need more caffeine. So this is our last episode of the season. Oh. So we're going to take a little break for the summer and prep for season three. But we, um, today we want to take some time to reflect on the amazing season two. Which... I really am super happy with how this season turned out. I feel like everything flowed so great. I'm very excited to recap and share and show everyone else like how we had this common theme that just happened. I know. Speaking of common themes, I did some reflecting on this season and in the spirit of what Angelina normally does for our one-on-ones, I wanted a quote. And as part of that exploration, I noticed that we unintentionally created a common theme amongst this, like throughout the season. And when I was trying to find a word on like, what would this season, how would I describe the season in one word? I felt like it all summed up in the word faith. And that could mean many, many different things. It can mean it from a spirituality standpoint, but it could also mean like faith in yourself, faith in what you're doing, believing, you know, that, that piece. So however you identify with faith, I think that it can sum up in many different aspects. So this quote, I just thought was such a great way to sum up this season. And I am, I may potentially butcher this person's last name because I've never heard of this person before, but her name is Catherine. I'm going to say Pulsifer. And the quote is, faith is unseen, but felt. Faith is strength when we feel we have none. Faith is hope when all seems lost. And I about like fell out of my chair when I read that because I was like, oh my gosh, this pertains to this person and this person and this person. So I just got really excited and giddy about it. (laughs) It's perfect. I like it. That's a good one. Yeah. So, okay. Let's talk about the first guest of this season, um, which aired on January 19th. Her name is Taylor Stolt with Plate and Canvas, also uh, my dietitian. And I know for my journey in working with Taylor and in the functional space, I had to have faith in the process of trusting in a different type of health practice. We talk about her journey and how this how this approach to health in the functional medicine medicine space gives people new hope and faith that diet can create a positive impact on their lives. And uh, just like Taylor in her trusting in in the journey, me taking a huge risk in the journey. Um, <laughs> I think we and and hearing the stories from. Um, some of her other clients that you uh, you sort of jump in and, and have faith that, you know, trying something new and different could lead to positive impact and change. So 
That's one. But we have compiled several because we couldn't just feature one or two. We wanted to really feature all of them because they are all so amazing. So we have some buckets. Angelina, do you want to take the next is that bucket? What you, is that what you're calling them? Buckets? I like we, it. Yeah. Okay. I actually am working with Taylor now too, because Brandy influenced me and um, I'm very excited about it. I love the idea. Um, I have been on a journey to get off of certain medications and I was for, for, for years I was on Wellbutrin, which if that's your journey, that's great. And it really, at the time that I was on it, it saved my life. Um, I was on the pill, um, decided to get it off. So now I've been working with her on just like really focusing on my health. So honestly, like I'm excited about it because I feel like in my forties, this is going to be like the most health conscious and like overall healthiest I've been in terms of like taking care of my body. I feel like we focus that on, focus on that more, the older we get. So I wanted to share a little snippet, what she has to say, because her big focus is hormones. And so if you are someone who has any concerns about, um, lack of sleep, you're tired, you're drained, you just don't feel a hundred percent. Like that's what she works on. Something that a lot of women entering their forties are surprised by is that menopause is closer than they thought it would be at that time. Um, women can enter menopause as early as their thirties. Um, the average age for menopause wow. to be complete. Yeah. I could, that's, that's early. I mean, that's not as common, but it's possible. So you can enter it in your thirties. Menopause by definition is you have not had a period for a full year and you're typically like that phase of your life is done at that point. And the average age for that is 51. But the, the process of going through menopause and making that transition is typically between seven and 14 years long. So the average age is 51 and it could be as short as seven years or as long as 14. It's like a lot of women are starting that transition in their forties. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> Already talking about perimenopause. Um, but I feel like that's important for us to pay attention to. So Definitely, I would jump back and look at that episode aired on January 19th if you're interested in learning more about your own body, especially very big focus on the female body. What I really loved about this season too is that we had some amazing brand founders, mm -hmm. or as Brady calls them, amazing. I think you say it better. You sound like Oprah when you do it. Really? Mm -hmm. We had okay. some amazing brand founders. Oh, See, I like it. They're so good. I can't wait to feature more in season three, but these ladies, I mean, I just laughed like on cloud nine every time I spoke with, every time I spoke with one of our guests, but you know, I love a good entrepreneur story. Oh gosh, do you? This is like, that fills Brandy's cup a hundred percent is to talk about brand founders and marketing and all of those fun things. But um, we started with we had Barbara Blank from Eat Clean Creations, and she just had this feeling of wanting to help people in her area where, you know, healthy food to go was just not plentiful. And it's really a sad thing is that um, a lot of people, I think, don't eat healthy because it's just confusing or they think it's more expensive. And so she 
built that business out of where she saw, you know, a need. And that's where a lot of these brand founders are coming from, filling needs, which I love. Yeah, Phil, and, and you know, it, it all started with almost every single one of them, just from a personal standpoint, whether it was a passion or something that they were doing where they found a solution for themselves and how they mm -hmm. discovered that, wow, this could better serve other people. And so I think it's such an inspirational story for from each of them. She also told a, told a very moving story about her pregnancy with her second child um, that I think worth going have a listen to, just for sure, about faith. Really, a big part of it was faith and then being resilient. Yes, ma'am. Um, and then Ashley Sievert. So Brandy and I had the opportunity to visit Ashley Sievert's brick and mortar location in the greater new orleans area love her products so she built a makeup brand and this all stemmed from a need to find a better foundation for her skin that was just breaking out and when we were younger it was like she said in the episode there wasn't a lot of options out there there wasn't a sephora you like went to dillard and you went to one of the random encounters and I think at the time the game in there was like, it was Clinique or Prescriptives and like, that was it. <laughs> so she made her own foundation and sold it. I have the spotlight on today. Can you tell? I do too. Don't we just look so glowy? I look a I week. Love it. I know. I love it. It's like, even though I'm my not. Favorite. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, baby. We're using, I have the glow on. So her glow concealer plus her spotlight. I have... Okay, this is a little much, but I I use the glow as almost like a spot. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to use, I don't think the right word is treatment, but a spot corrector maybe for my yeah. melasma. And I let it sit there before I put on my oh. other concealer that, because her, her glow like is really thick. Um, uh -huh. And I use my concealer more like a foundation because I don't use a foundation. So oh, I put my yeah. other... I put my other um, concealer on top of it and it helps to kind of reduce the melasma look on my face. I'm with you. I currently have three different products on my under eye because, you know, <laughs> like we said, we're tired. Well, you can't tell you. I mean, I don't even feel like you, your makeup's not heavy. It looks really natural. I feel like mine's pretty yeah, heavy today. Have, no, I don't have foundation on it either, um, but that's where I put my time and energy is my eye, my under eye area that gets the most attention on my face. Um, so if you are interested, um, I would definitely check out that episode to hear about someone who took a product and took it to market and also opened, you know, a standalone location. It was just really, it was really interesting how she just her brain, the way it works is fascinating to me. So I definitely would check that one out. And then, okay. Elizabeth Pringer. I, this, this episode was really such a joy for me. I loved being able to interview her. She is creating a product called the Assicle. Yes. We said ass sickle, like icicle, but for your ass. Um, and she's part of the Fem Health founders co-founder 
um, and they believe women's femtech brands need more growth and support. And basically, she this product was born out of a Zoom call COVID conversation about after delivery and how we're basically just given an ice pack and sent on our way. And this is going to, I think, revolutionize some of the ways that we treat the afterbirth process, basically. Um, so she's still in funding, I believe. Um, I would definitely go check her out. She's at I am Elizabeth Pringer, P-R-E-N-G-E-R. -E um, because I can tell you when this product goes to market, if I have a friend having a baby, I'm buying it for him. Elizabeth is doing amazing things. She's yeah. wicked smart. And um, it's been so much fun getting to know her and um, becoming more of a, you know, more than a, I should say, um, more than a guest, but um, a friend. So it's been really cool be, having been in touch with her and hearing about her journey and what she's doing, not only for her own business, but for other women's businesses too. I just want to get in her brain. Like Erin, you know. That's exactly what I was going to say. Elizabeth and Erin's brains. Like, I just want to like pop in their brain and like get some of their wisdom. I know. Give me your knowledge. I love it. And we, we mentioned Erin. Erin is a friend of ours and she was on um, a couple of times uh, in the first season and she's a brand strategist, a co-founder of a company that just sold uh, to another company and Erin and just as she, she is so wise and so knowledgeable and so insightful. Um, it's just really, really fun talking to her. And she actually is the one who introduces to Elizabeth. Yeah. And she's a generational expert. So um, definitely go check out that episode. WTF is a geriatric millennial. That was a really fun one. And I think a fan favorite. So we just left her. Um, do you want me to play Elizabeth's clip? Sure. Or did I kind of yeah. tell her story? Or... Let's play her. Zoom call one night because she had a patient deliver a baby that was, you know, big baby, small mom, and she experienced significant tearing. And she was telling us about the recovery for this mom. And we were all kind of reliving our own personal experiences with childbirth. And then we started talking about the, the fact that no one really talks about what happens to the woman's body. Like you read about childbirth, you prepare for it, you buy all the stuff, but you don't really know what it's like until you go through it yourself. And so I asked Casey, uh, my friend, my OB friend on the call, what she did for her patients when that happened. And she said her, her hospital takes maxi pads, dips them in water and freezes them. And, you know, we've been drinking wine. So I was a little tipsy and I was like, our asses deserve better than that. We need to create a product that's going to help women feel better during this period of time. And we're going to give it a funny name so that people actually start talking about the issue because it's such a taboo topic right now. And it shouldn't be. It's 2020 whatever year it was at this time. And so I, with my background in branding, I pulled up a brand deck and I designed something that we wanted to call the Asicle and we wanted to make women feel better. I think that was great. I just loved it. You know what else I thought was really cool about that episode is she had like, she, it was like an encyclopedia of statistics on women business founders, particularly in fem health and the lack of 
uh, femme health products that are on the market. Mm -hmm. um, it was really, really fascinating. Yeah, I knew you would love that part. Yeah, Always. it was good. It's good stuff. Um, so I'm just amazed with what she was doing. And then um, moving on to another female founder of a product, Bella Bars, which we have had listeners reach out after Nicole Ingram appeared in one of our episodes, telling us that they ordered the Bella Bars, how good they are. And she created this product because she had gestational diabetes um, during her first pregnancy. And she felt like there wasn't a good option for her to snack on the go. And then she realized this could also work well for people with diabetes. And now people who are just generally health conscious, who want a product that's, you know, lower on the glycemic index, but also packs some protein. And that's where Bella bars were born. And I can attest they are delicious. And they're gluten-free. So for a lot of people who, uh, do not or cannot consume gluten, it's a great option. Yeah. I and, and they don't taste like, you know, a lot of people hear gluten-free and they're like, meh, but no, it's not. If I'd have given, given it to you, you would never know the difference. I think they're delicious. And um, they're appealing to people who don't even necessarily have that need because they're that good. Yes. Yeah. I, so, I and she still works full time plus runs this business which blows my mind. I so. know. I'd also like to highlight Melissa Blue and Melissa Mihal, co-founders of Melly's Monster Cookies. This episode aired on May 18th as part of Food Allergy Awareness Month. And as many of you know, building awareness about food allergies is something very close to my family. We have uh, several members in our family, whether it's food allergies or food intolerances and about one in every 13 kids has a food allergy and about one in every 10 adults has one. It's so important to better understand um, access to foods, managing foods and, and things like that. We've, we've had some close calls uh, where there's been cross-contamination and things like that. And so it's just, it's such a, a personal, uh, deeply personal topic for us. But we had the best time speaking to the Melissa's as they're called. Uh, they have such an amazing story to share about their lifelong friendship to building the Melly's Monster Cookies brand. It started off with a cookie recipe that was passed down for generations. And I actually have a clip that we will share with you in a moment on how Melly's Monster Cookies kind of came about. Then they launched the brand over 10 years ago and this super yummy cookie uh, is naturally gluten-free and appeals to really any diet. Um, so it's, it's fun for all. And I think that's what's so great about it. It doesn't taste like, you know, a gluten-free find or an allergy, you know, friendly find, but it, it's so tasty uh, and has such a heartwarming story. Um, we loved how inspiring these women are. And also, I mean, it was kind of icing on the cookie for me because many of you probably have heard throughout our episodes how much I truly love cookies. So this was a super fun one. But all that said, here is a little clip from our chat. It's a 50 year old family recipe. So my mother-in-law literally gave me the monster cookie recipe 
on my wedding day as if to pass on the family tradition of making monster cookies. And about, it's been more than 10 years now, I guess, because we've been in business for 10 years. And my niece, um, she was younger and she developed a gluten intolerance and she had some medical needs. And I watched my sister, she would drive from Waco to Austin to go to Whole Foods to try to find sweet treats or try to make things. And it was just difficult. Like she said everything. And as I was making the cookies, I realized there was no wheat or flour in the cookie recipe. So I called her excitedly and said, you can make these because there's no flour. And so she can have them. And that was kind of the aha moment of this is a fantastic family recipe that's been loved forever that's naturally gluten-free and you don't have to substitute any other flour. So upon that, I called Melissa Mihal, who was practicing law part-time, and I said, hey, I'm really thinking this is a fantastic cookie that we need to get in the marketplace. Would you want to join me and be my partner? And thankfully, she said yes. So we both really um, had no background in the CPG industry, and we had no food background, and yet we both really knew that we could make it happen. So we just started the company from there. If, if you're someone who's interested in taking a product to market and how that happens, I would pull these episodes and listen to them because um, all of these women found an opportunity to fill a need in a space that's so that's so incredibly difficult. And building a brand and going to market, that's not easy. And I can imagine it's extremely emotionally draining. It can be very costly but you have to put a lot of faith into it, faith in yourself, faith in your idea. And that's what they had. So it continues with that theme that you pointed out, Brandy, is just, you got to have faith. Yes. Yeah. It, it's so cool. Um, all right. Let's also go into our next little bucket. And we are going to take a look at our guests who had faith that brought them to the most challenging times. And unexpectedly created meaning for others out of challenges that they faced and opportunities. Um, I don't know if opportunities is the word basically changed lives, uh, and impacted lives more than they could have ever expected. And so this one's a little bit more like, um, little tugging at the heartstrings, but we have a few here that, um, gosh, left us in tears when we, when we spoke with these lovely ladies. So the first one is, um, Karen Shaw. Karen Shaw is the founder of Living for Zachary. She founded the organization after her son died of cardiac arrest after football practice. Um, he was in high school. Her faith led her to create a nonprofit with a mission that no parent should ever lose their child to cardiac arrest. And what Karen has done, they raise money and, and they've donated AEDs um, all over, but they have created so many more programs since then, um, youth education programs, ambassadors. Um, her son's legacy just lives on and on. And every time I hear her story, which has been many times over the last 10 plus years, um, even thinking about it now, I just get the goosies like all over my arms because it um, it's such a tragic experience that no parent ever wants to uh, go through. But she took that energy and created something so powerful um, and it has saved kids lives like she started the Living for Zachary screenings um, at a local hospital and um, and since then, you know, I've encouraged family members and friends to get their their children screened, and now, you know, they're they're all working on that, and and it's 
it you never know what what's there what's underlying and that was that was the challenge with her son they never knew he had an undiagnosed congenital heart condition yeah get your tissues for that one it was very moving and um i was amazed just it was a, it's a wonderful story and it's it's worth a listen and i'm happy to see that you know change being enacted across the country now really Absolutely. And, and this episode aired, ironically, we had already planned this um, before anything came, came out when the NFL football player had cardiac arrest on the field on live TV. So this is already planned for. And so it was so incredibly timely because I believe that that episode aired, what, within like two weeks after that happened? Or and it happened to be, yeah, and it all happened to be in Heart Month. So here is a clip of her speaking about what happened um, with her son, Zachary, and how that led her to start her foundation. She didn't complain of chest pain. You know, there, there wasn't anything there that he ever shared with me that would make me aware that he had um, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is an enlarged heart that would cause his death at such a young age. So um, that's just a snippet of her story. You really have to listen to the whole episode to hear it. Um, I I watched her, I, I listened to it prior to recording. And then when I heard her tell it, it was even more powerful. So definitely give that a listen. Awesome. On to the next lady. So Allison L. Malone, not only the founder of Malone Consulting Group, but recently created Allison, if you're listening to this, please forgive me if I mispronounce it, but Missouria End of Life Services to support families and people who are going through the most difficult changes in their lives. So um, that's the episode of uh, what is a death doula? And so she is a death doula or also known as end of life doula. Um, and it's quite fascinating when Angelina and I heard about this death doula um, field, we were, I would say, probably taken aback and just wondering, okay, what is this and what do they do? And you think of a doula who helps someone through the birthing process, um, but this person helps families through the death process. Um, she speaks about how there's um, a client of hers who uh, is terminally ill. And so she's helping that client work through videos for her uh, kids. So that way there is a presence of her through their life stages. Um, she also helps families with, um, while she doesn't help on the legal aspect, she can help guide them on what's needed, work through, uh, any funeral arrangements, uh, and really helping us to understand that you kind of need to get ahead of some of these conversations. So that way, when things happen, it's a much easier time. You're able to have time to grieve versus focusing on here's all these crazy things that I need to be focused on. And you're not really having that time to, process what's happening. Um, so these, uh, death doulas help, help families work through that. I think it's huge. I would have loved to have a resource like that when my dad passed away. So, and I think for the, our stage of life, you know, we have aging parents and, um, you just never know if something, you know, happens we, even prematurely that you don't anticipate, they can walk you through that too. So definitely, 
even if you don't think you need it right now, I would listen to that episode with Allison and just keep it in your back pocket because what she's doing, I think, is instrumental. So our next guest is Dr. Alicia Reed, whose husband unexpectedly passed away and let and and throughout that journey that she was experiencing, it led her to create the Fly Widow pa- uh, podcast to help support widows and understand that self-care is non-negotiable. That Angelina knows uh, Dr. Reed very well. And I, I think that she had such one, she was just such a joy to speak with. She, she has this calming effect when she speaks. Um, but for her to share um, her experiences and how she takes time for herself and how she encourages other women to do that. So that way you can be the the best version of yourself, I think was truly inspiring. I loved it. I'm going to play a, a clip from what she has to say about self-care. Um, most people when, you know, when they're getting married or, you know, in relationships, the people recommend the five love languages book by Gary Chapman. And I know when I was getting married, we had we read it in therapy, and it was like, okay, you have to know each other's love languages, right? And it's also important to know like yours for yourself. I think a lot of people focus on you know trying to figure out what their spouse's love language is so that they can get it right, but you have to know what yours is because how can you how can you show show yourself love if you don't know what your language is? So um started making sure people knew that like you should know like what your love language is and perfect example is sometimes people will say go get a massage um to make you feel better or you know book a spa day everybody doesn't like physical touch so that is not going to be someone everyone's love language or so so i thought that was so it was mind blowing to me, like, boom, you know, you focus so much on knowing your best friend's love language, your spouse's love language, this to me, to know your own, to fill your own cup, I think is really important. So, and of course the last, but certainly not least in this category, we're going to talk a little bit about Merritt and Candy Peterson, a mother daughter duo who we aired uh, this month in May and not only talked about, you know, their beautiful relationship as a mother and a daughter, but also how they shared their journey about Merritt being diagnosed with advanced stage melanoma at only 18 months old. And it led them to create the Merritt Peterson Melanoma Cancer Research Fund, all because a mama had an intuition that she could not stop chasing, which was an answer for her daughter. And that that funding that they that they started uh, is now supporting research globally for melanoma, uh, cancer, um, studies. So it was such a moving, uh, episode that I think will live with me for a very long time. I loved talking to them. It was great. And I think it's it's good for awareness overall for skin cancer awareness, reminding you to get your skin cancer checks. And um we we linked Candy's TED talk in our show notes from that episode. And I think that is worth a listen as well. It's a very powerful story. And after going through all that, Candy ended up being diagnosed with breast cancer. 
And so they each fought their own battles. So it was just, I really, really enjoyed that episode. And I hope and pray that I can have a relationship with my child, like she and Merritt have. It's just very moving and inspiring. I know. So I think when you look at, you know, that category as a whole, um, each person had been through such a different journey that um, really impacted their lives. And I, and, and going back to Allison, she talks about caring for her father um, and being a, a primary caretaker. Um, I think that they each took these difficult moments in their lives that could oftentimes, um, you know, really crush a spirit in a way. And they created a movement and they did that through their faith, through their mission in wanting to have uh, a greater purpose in, in changing others' lives. And they are all moving mountains and it's so incredibly inspiring. That's the biggest part that I think is amazing is that, you know, you can go one of two ways when tragedy or something difficult happens in your life. And these are all examples of people who took it in a positive direction and brought love and light to other people in, you know, from learning from their own events. Absolutely. So um, we also realize there's a lot, a resounding theme about faith in yourself and having your own dreams. And we had a few women who really took that to the next level. And Dewan Maldonado, um, who happens to be a friend of mine, uh, esthetician that I have seen for years, and she founded the Ritual Company um, because she felt like she could offer her clients an experience like no other. And she's actually created several businesses over the years, even despite, you know, so many curveballs. And she'll, she can tell her story best, but she went through a lot personally and she opens up about that and shares how she came out on the other side and she also shares some really good makeup and skincare tips in that episode we talk about skincare um you know as you age we talk about makeup for different eye shapes and then just how to take care of your skin i mean we're in our 40s we got to focus on it differently how do you apply your makeup differently because we don't wear our makeup and our skincare the same that we did in our 20s. So um, Brandy and I asked her so many questions. It was like, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> so it's like, you, I have a question for you. Yeah. It was like, we trapped you. Now you have to answer all of our questions. Um, we took some questions that from some of your, our listeners and then some of our own personal questions. So I'd definitely go listen to it. She talks about the importance of like vitamin C and retinol and niacinamide. And, you know, if you have to know some just what these very basic things that you need to know if you don't have a big repertoire, she's going to teach you. Go listen. Um, and then we also had Jody Evans, which this is a, it is a wild story to say the least, but she is the founder of Jody Evans Fit. She was told she would never walk again, which y'all, this was after an accident where she was walking in a parking lot and literally someone in a truck ran over her like physically ran over her and parked his truck and was on top of her legs. So she had to actually like scream and beat on his truck for him to back up off of her. She had multiple surgeries. She was 
eventually got out of a wheelchair and was walking with a cane. She has since run, I believe she said a, a marathon or a half marathon. Um, and she's a personal trainer now. It's bananas. Like her story is just like awe-inspiring. And she actually has a cookbook too, a devotional cookbook called Faithfully Fit. You can find it on Amazon. She's Faithfully Fit with Jody Evans. Um, is a very interesting story and just very crazy circumstances. Do you think somebody's never going to come back from? She did. Yeah, that's it was really fascinating. Yeah, just like one of those things that you, you 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 hear about happening to someone, you're like, what? It was wild and inspiring. I loved it. So continuing on the idea of having faith in yourself, we had the pleasure of interviewing Megan Kleinahan. She is the co-owner of Houston Moms, and this is the largest parenting website resource in the Houston area. And we talk a lot about you know, making that leap from working for someone to working for yourself. She shares so many great little nuggets. We, we really just like everything she said, we resonated with it. We're in that same season of our lives. We had a really great conversation unrelated to that, but about all things skincare, which was so good. And, um, but she was in a pretty tragic car accident. Um, and that really gave her this different perspective. It was just a very interesting conversation to talk about her walking away from that. And she had something wonderful to say about what she would tell her younger self. Know when to be proud of yourself. Like, don't look for outside influences to tell you that they're proud of you or that you're doing a good job, that you need to have that sort of recognition because the world will shout a bunch of different things. And if you're constantly looking at the world to say, like, you're good, you're worthy, you know, this, you are awesome. You're going to be so, so disappointed. And so I would tell, my younger self that, you know, you were good from the inside. And that, I just thought that was wonderful. And she said she likes to tell her daughter that as well. So lots of wonderful information in there. That was episode 22. And um, it was just a really great conversation. It's called Connections, Gratitude, and Cold Coffee. Um, and then our... This is definitely our most one of our most recent guests is um, a dear friend of mine, Jessie Zapardo. She's a federal agent and entering a male-dominated field, but she always knew she was destined to be in law enforcement. And she focuses on cyber crimes, and she actually will go into um, schools and such and teach people about different things to look out for, especially when it comes to protecting your children online. And so I think. For our demographic, this conversation is so important because we talked a lot about how our generation, we're parenting with something completely different than our parents did. And our kids are having to deal with something completely different than we did as tweens and teens. And so she gives some really good tips about um, cyber crimes and grooming and all of these different things and what to look out for to keep your kids safe online. Um, so we were number one, like impressed by what a badass she is. Oh um, man. Yes. <laughs> and then number two, just so many great nuggets there for you to take away as a parent or um, a caregiver of any child for that matter. 
that was a thousand percent an educational episode for me. Mm -hmm. And um, it had me really thinking about, I mean, there's things that I knew like, oh, you should monitor, like not everything safe on YouTube kids. Like I I understand that, but I didn't monitor it as much. Right. And um, right before that episode, I had experienced something that, you know, Easton was watching and I didn't realize what it was. And I asked him more questions and I started looking it up and I was like, oh my gosh, no, he, he cannot be watching this. Right. Not appropriate. Um, And he's like, but it's kids, you know, it's fine, mommy. Um, And that's how they get it in there. It's insane. Yeah. Not all cartoons are are created equal. We know that from Cartoon Network. (laughs) Right. Um, but it's somehow winding up on YouTube kids. But anyway, uh, that was, it was, it was super educational, informative. I don't know how she does what she does. And I think that we talk about how there's uh, special people in this world who are meant to do what they do. Teachers, nurses, people who are caring for others. But I also think that in the world, in Jesse's world and in the police force and in the military, like there's also a special type of person there too. And um, to be a mother who, uh, like you said, is in a male dominated field, but also, you know, being in cyber crime and, and, and seeing what she sees, mm-hmm. um, it's that heavy. take that takes some strength, some major Absolutely. strength, and I commend her for what she does, and truly appreciate her taking the time out to help educate us as well and our audience. So yeah, I think you guys, we, this we, is a we, must listen. We did. We got some good feedback about it. We we went for this episode because of some of our listeners who said, "I need to learn about this because it's one of those things that you don't know and you don't understand how to handle it until you're in it, and so to prepare ahead of time, I think, is crucial." We hope that all of you, if you haven't had a chance to listen to these episodes, go back and listen. Um, before we go, though, I have let me tell you something. Oh, so, okay, okay. Let me tell you something. This, just a little story. So the other night, kid number one woke up in the middle of the night. So Josh gets up to see what's going on, to check on him, discovers kid number two, my nine-year-old, Elijah. This is three in the morning. He's awake. He's dressed for school, y'all. He's in his school uniform and he's on the couch watching his iPad, playing Minecraft. At 3 a.m.? 3 a.m. We're like, what are you doing? He was like, well, Winston had to go to the bathroom. That's the dog. Our dog had to go to the bathroom and he woke me up and I couldn't sleep. So I'm like, so did you check on? Like what time it was, you just thought, oh, I'll just get dressed for school. (laughs) So we made him go back to bed. He went back to bed, but he stayed in his clothes. So when I woke him up in the morning, he's like, look, I'm already dressed. I'm ready to go. Which I remember you said Easton did something similar. But dude, on what planet do you think we get up at 3 a.m. and put our school clothes on and play Minecraft? What? It's just. That is so funny. It was funny. Needless to say, we were all tired the next morning, but it's made for a very funny story. I He had to have been exhausted at school that day. I'm sure he was. He was on the struggle bus when I woke him up, and he's on the struggle bus most mornings waking up. He's not a morning person. Mm-mm-mm. I had my matcha. I've been drinking matcha every day 
Which brand morning. are you drinking? Do you know? So I've been drinking the Encha Matcha. Encha get it matcha. off of Amazon. And I will say that since I have been focusing more on the matcha in the morning, when I drink coffee, I get like insanely jittery. Hmm. So I've noticed um, what I do like about it is it does give me energy. I do tend to focus really well about an hour after I drink it. Because it has, what is that called? Catechins? Doesn't it have like... It also has theanine and caffeine. Theanine. I was going to say, I think theanine is one of those things that's supposed to help you focus. Yeah. So it definitely helps. I just haven't, it just hasn't kicked in yet. But I do find as much as I love just the ritual of coffee and like the warmth and just homey goodness of it, um, (laughs) I do get like super jittery, even more so now that I've been more dedicated to the matcha. I'm going to have to try it. We'll link that in our show notes for you guys. Yeah. To get on the matcha bandwagon with us. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Um, But in closing, you guys, uh, thank you to everyone who's been listening. Um, For those of you who are listening to this episode and have not been able to listen to some or all of the episodes in season two, um, hopefully this little recap gives you some insight into some of the conversations we've had and maybe you can bounce around, but it's been so much fun this season. I feel like this um, podcast just continues to get better and better and many thanks to everyone for, uh, for all the love and support, uh, outpouring love and support. If you are enjoying, uh, our, our podcast, please leave us a review online. Um, but, but in closing, we didn't know what would come of this podcast. We took a risk and had faith in ourselves that we really wanted to create something magical and open up some conversations that maybe, um, you know, you tend to have on a one-to-one level um, and open that dialogue up. That faith has led us to learn so much more about other people's lives and share them with you, our audience. Um, We hope that this inspires you to have a little bit of faith in yourself. Find that guiding force that brings you to where you are destined to be. So all that said, happy summer. And thank you all for joining. And please, please reach out to us on social. Leave us a review. We are so grateful. Let's encourage it. And you guys, you can email us too, by the way. I was thinking maybe yes. we say, um, we are talk 40 to me podcast at gmail.com. So if you have any feedback, please shoot us an email. We would love to hear from you. Yep. Awesome. So happy Thanks, summer, guys. y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you all so much for listening in. And as a member of our community, we want to hear from you. Follow us on social at talk 40 to me podcast and share your feedback on today's topic. How is the conversation relevant in your life? And is there a topic you'd love to hear us discuss? On that note, cheers to aging gracefully, living life to the fullest, and enjoying another day with your besties in life.